0: Amen. Thank you, Brother Randy. It's good to be in the house of God. Amen. amen. Some of the greatest people in the world attend a Wednesday night service. Can you shout amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. Man, I love to be in the house of God. I love to be in the house of God. And one of the things that really kind of drew us here, Tanina and myself, was that you still had a Sunday night service. And uh, I was talking to Brother Miller one day and Uh, almost a year ago, and he said, I'm going to do everything in my power that I can to continue a Sunday night service because we need it. We need God's glory, and we need God's power. And I don't know about you, but I love the presence of God. I love to see what the Lord is doing. Amen. And amongst us, and I love a Wednesday night service too. And so, so many uh, here in town have a Wednesday night service but now they don't have a Sunday night. And I'll tell you, I've been praying for our town. I've been praying for many movements and many fellowships that we will fall in love again with that power, amen, that we once really cherished and, and and thirsted for. And we just want to see God do amazing things and and baptize people in the power of the Holy Ghost. And amen, great and mighty things can be done. Amen. Again, uh. uh, uh to Brother Miller, thank you so much for your service for the 35 years, and uh, I, I, I served uh, in my last church 25 years, and uh, 35, wow, 10 more years, and what the Lord's been doing through y'all and through the ministry staff here, we just thank God for you all the time, and uh, we have sit on a lot of benches together, watched our kids play ball together, and done a lot of things together, amen. Well, the devotion that I would like to give to you tonight is the importance of the dreamer. The importance of the dreamer. One of the greatest books that I have ever read and, and, and uh, before I left my last church, I had to remove probably half of my library and books that I've read and books that I had forgotten about. But one of the books that I wanted to keep And Pastor Miller, I want to make sure to keep it by my side. Dealt with the dreamer. Because I believe that age does not stop the dreamer. Amen. A dream will keep the work really going. And I read this night from the book of Genesis, chapter 37 and verse 5. And it says, now Joseph, and you know the story of Joseph. You know the great dream that Joseph had. It said, now Joseph had a dream. He not only dreamed the dream, but he had a dream. Amen. Some people will dream a dream, but that dream does not really have them, and they really don't have the dream. But he had a dream, and he told it to his brothers, and they hated him even more. You would have thought that they would have shouted for joy, <laughs> but no, they did not shout for joy. Not even his father really shouted for joy because it talked about Amen, them bowing down to him one day. There are many of you that might have started out with a big dream. And I just want to encourage you. I just feel led by the power of the Holy Spirit to speak this tonight. Because some of you have started out with a big dream. But because of, uh, of what sometimes uh, life may bring your way, circumstances may bring your way, a death that might have come your way. Man, all types of things Sometimes the vision can get lost The dream can even get lost So there are two types of dreams There is a dream that God really puts in your heart And then there is a dream that you may dream In the middle of the night It is something that you just can't put aside It's something you can't get out of your mind And you don't want it to get out of your mind And whatever that God gives you You must value it Amen. If you don't value your dream, no one else will. Amen. And there are so many people in these last days that do not really value their experience with God. They don't value the power of the Holy Spirit that's really working in their life. And and sometimes it gets lost. So we must value. We must nurture. We must protect the dream that God has given us. So tonight, who receives these dreams Uh, 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 that have come from God. Amen. I believe it's people that are after the heart of God. Amen. Amen. One that has a special role maybe to play in God's uh, plan. And it may not be a pulpit ministry. It may not be one key person within the church, but you're the person that has a dream. You're a person that might have started a new ministry. I remember when Brother Barnett, that pastors one of our great churches in Phoenix, A man came to him and said, you know, I just feel that there is a need for a biker ministry. And he said, you're the one. Amen. God has given you. No, no, no. No, God has given you a dream. And it became one of the greatest ministries ever before. There was a lady that came down to him one day and said, you know, in a wheelchair. And and she was huffing and puffing, and she had been really uh, 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 just pushing herself. She didn't have one of those fancy electric ones. And she said, I just feel that we need to start a holy roller ministry. Amen. People in wheelchairs. And he said, you are the one. And you know what? That's been one of the greatest ministries that has ever hit the city of Phoenix, Arizona, when somebody took something that, that was not behind a podium like this, something that was not glorified, something that had disability connected to it and said, I believe that we can win souls to the glory of God. I believe some of you tonight Have dreamed that dream, but you feel that it might be insignificant. Let me tell you, a dream that has come from God is never insignificant. Value it. I said value it. Amen. Don't let it lay aside. Don't let it grow dormant. Amen. Nurture that. Protect that. But one of the reasons, amen, why God blessed Solomon, because he was a man after God's own heart. Because he was a man after God's heart, God did something special in his life. In 1 Kings chapter 3 and verse 4, now the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there. Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on that altar that one day. And at Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night and said, ask what I shall give you. Because he was a man after God's own heart. You know sometimes that there are people in churches that are after just a number of people. There are some that are, are wanting to, amen, have a big name. You know, there, there have been many ministers that I have taught in the past, and there have been people that I had talked to that wanted to go into the ministry, and sometimes there are some that wanted to go into the ministry because uh, maybe they weren't acknowledged when they were growing up. Maybe, maybe nobody made over them when they were maybe going through school or high school. Maybe they seemed insignificant. And they thought, if I can just get behind the podium, people will watch me. People will pay attention to me. But you know, the ministry, that part, or this part of the ministry is not for that. Because this part of the ministry is all about God. It's all about his dream, not my dream. It is his dream that he instills in the heart. And the Lord appeared to Solomon and said, What shall I give you? And you know the answer to that, so many of you. The, he said, I want wisdom that I can guide these people, that I can judge these people. And, and the Lord said, because you have not asked for riches, you're going to get riches. You know, we need people to dream dreams, that it's just not all about them. They are a part of the plan. But it's all about God. It is all about God. So why does a Christian need a dream from God? Why do they need a dream from God? You know, we can kind of float into church and out of church. We can hear a message and it can go in one ear and go out of the other ear. But when the people of God have a dream, it gives them direction. And anything that I've heard from Pastor Randy and and Pastor Miller and the other pastors here is that we need to get a hold of the dream that God has given us here at Palace of Praise. Amen. I I pray for all the Pentecostal churches here in town. When I come up here, I pray for each one. I pray for the assemblies. I pray for the church of God. I pray for the leadership here. But a vision. I know that this staff has a vision. Every speaker up here, they have had a vision. They have had a dream. I've heard it from their heart. And it gives us direction, amen, like a compass, as it even did Joseph. Amen, Joseph did not, you know, God did not give him the outline of what was was going to make that dream come to pass. All he did was give him a dream. And my friend, tonight, maybe that's all you've got. Maybe all you have is the words from the Lord. All you have is that dream in the night. Maybe you might not have a lot of money. Maybe there hasn't been great opportunities, but I'm going to tell you what. Amen. If you make sure that if that is God's plan for your life, I believe that He'll bring people into our life to bring it to pass. Amen. As I said, it gives you direction like a compass as it did Joseph. In Genesis 37 and 7, amen, when the Lord gave Joseph his dream, he says, for behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf arose, and it stood upright. And in other words, he was going to be a leader. Amen. He was going to be a leader. He was going to lead people. And, 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 and some people, they, they want to tell people what to do, but they never want to be a follower. But I want you to know, first of all, Joseph was a follower. Amen. We know that he was a prisoner. We know that he had been rejected. We know that he went through so many things. But the Bible says that his sheaf arose and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaf stood round about and bowed down to my sheaf. And the brothers even hated him the no more. Amen. But that wasn't all about the dream. You see, sometimes we're misguided. We we do not hang around for the second part of the dream. We don't hang around sometimes for the meaning of the dream. And, And so many times when we've had revivals in the past, people would feel the dream clicking in. People would feel what I was feeling in my heart, the vision that I've been preaching so much and teaching so much. All of a sudden, they're excited, but after a week of revival, because they don't get involved in the dream, They go back to just the old place where they were, and it's harder for a leader to bring that dream to pass. Leaders need you to help bring that dream to pass. They cannot do it on their own. God has given them the dream, the dreams. God has given them the wisdom. God has given them many things, but God needs people to bring that dream to pass. Amen. So it it gives us direction like a compass. It also, a dream increases our potential. Everybody say potential because a lot of people don't see their potential. And the reason why some don't have any potential is because they don't have a dream. They haven't really felt the Holy Spirit speak to their heart about something. Therefore, they don't have the potential. We come to church, but what is the potential in coming to church? We come to church like tonight for prayer. Are we ready to pray? Are we ready to intercede? Are we ready to rattle the gates of hell? Are we ready to pray over the vision that God wants to bring to the palace of praise? Potential. Amen. Potential. It brings potential. The Bible tells us there in Genesis 28 and verse 12 about Jacob that this man that was called Jacob, which really means deceiver, the Bible says that he dreamed. I don't care where you have been. God can give you a dream. A dream can change your life. A dream can give you potential. I don't know where you have been. You know, in one part of the New Testament, Paul was talking to a group of people, and he says, and such were some of you, and he talked about liars and all types of people. But you know what? They got on the dream band. Amen. They followed the dream of God. They followed the Word of God, and great things happened. It says he dreamed and behold there was a ladder that was set up on the earth and its top had reached into heaven and there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it and behold the Lord stood above it and said I am the Lord God of Abraham your father and the God of Isaac and the land on which you lie I will give it to you and your descendants. Have you ever felt like that's what God is saying to the palace of praise? Haven't you seen the steps that the Lord has led y'all in amen from the very humble beginnings and we heard that Sunday night amen God has got a purpose for you God has got a purpose for that dream it is not just to excite you it is not just to make you shout it is to make the kingdom of God grow and grow and grow and for people to be saved people to be baptized in the Holy Ghost amen I'm looking forward to the day where there are wheelchairs that are just lined up on the sides of this church I believe that's probably a part of the pastor's vision and dream. And he has been praying. He has been fasting. He has been seeking the Lord. But he needs a church to be involved in that dream. To put all of our faith into action. To fast and to pray with him. To see those things come to pass. To see multiple hundreds of people to come to Jesus Christ. The Bible continues to say, And the land which you lie, I'm going to give it to you and your descendants. Verse 15, Behold, I'm with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. You know, your dream, you may go where you thought you were not going to go, but you know God is always going to bring you back. If you will respect the dream, nurture the dream, keep it in your heart. So what does it do? It gives us direction. It gives us potential, hope for the future, power for the present, God changed that man's life through a dream. And that's how important the dream is for the church. Amen, that we just don't come in and go out of this church. We've got to get a dream. We've got to get something that holds on to us as we go out there outside the church. Also, it gives us a special drive and motivation. When dreams die, energy to dream for the future often dies as well. When dreams die, I know churches that started out, man, I've got the vision. This is what God's going to do in our community. But after a few years, all of a sudden they begin to look around at what they have. And, And some churches would love to have what you have. There's no doubt it. There's some pastors that are struggling. I mean struggling hard. Amen. They would love to have what you have. They would love to have the people that are here. Amen. Tonight. But I'll tell you what, God wants to even do more than what we would ever thought. Amen. God gives us a special drive. He gives us a special motivation. When dreams die, as I said, energy to dream for the future often dies well. After, amen, 10 or 15 years, they say, the many churches, they begin to die. Why? Because when they started out, they wanted to see the church grow. So what did they do? They witness. Amen, they handed out tracts. They talked about the church. They talked about the work of God. But after a period of time, they began to get comfortable when that little church was being uh, filled up. Someone asked me one time at my last church when we uh, began to run about right below 200, and they said, man, boy, look at what God has done, Brother Lemons, and man, you you just about got it made. (laughs) And I said, let me tell you something. I said, amen, amen. If I'm running 200, I'm looking for 500. If I'm running 500, I'm looking for 750. If I'm running to 750, I'm looking for 1,000. If I'm running for 1,000, amen, I'm looking for 2,000. Why? Because there are souls out there that need to be saved and washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. And we have the potential. We're one of the greatest generations that there's ever been if we'll catch the vision and the dream of God in the dream of God. Amen. I read a story, read a story about Dr. Paul Brand's mother in India. At 75 years old, she was walking miles every day, visiting the villages in the southern part of India, teaching the people about Jesus. She had a real motivation. She had a real heart for souls. She had a dream for the land of India that was serving millions of gods, millions of gods. And one day at the age of 75, she was traveling alone and fell and broke her hip. After two days of lying there in pain, some workers found her and loaded her into their Jeep and drove 150 miles. But in that 150 miles, they hit ruts, they hit holes, and it damaged her just as much in that drive to where they couldn't put everything back together. They couldn't put her hip all together. She could not be completely healed. The the doctor or the son had visited his mother in her mud-covered hut several weeks after all of this had happened. And he watched as she took two bamboo crutches as she made herself those crutches and moved one to one place to another with her feet just dragging behind because she had lost all feeling in them. He said at the age of 75 with a broken hip, unable to stand on her own two legs, I suggested that she retire. And he said, she turned around and looked at me and said, what value is that? If we try to preserve this body just a few more years, it is not being used for God. What value is for that? So she kept on working. She kept on riding her donkey to villages until she was 93 years old. And at 93, she couldn't stay on her donkey anymore. She kept on falling off. She didn't stop preaching. Indian men would carry her to hammocks from one village to another. And she continued to tell the people about Jesus until she died at the age of 95. Now, what can keep a person like that going? Amen. God's dream. Amen. That motivates, that gives you potential. Amen. God has not called you to quit. God has not called you to hide your head in the sand. It's time for you to get that dream out of the sand. It's time for you to get that dream out of the past. And if you don't have a dream, I know someone that does. I know someone that does. There are a great many people in India. Amen. Uh, So many. Mark Buntain that built a Huge, big hospital and orphanage. Started on his own. Amen. And he, he became a big vocal point because he had a dream for that country. He had a dream. There would be lines of people, I mean, blocks away that were coming for food and for medical help every day. And there was a young kid that was there. I forgot how old he was, maybe seven or eight years old. And he fell out. Amen. Because he was totally exhausted in malnutrition. And Brother Montaigne took him up in his arms, took him in the hospital, began to feed him, began to help him. And not too long ago, I was in a meeting where that same man got up and said, Thank God for your vision and your dream for India because I have been starting churches all over India. People have been getting saved, man, by the thousands and thousands. And thanks be unto God for a man who took me up in his arms that had a dream to save my life. Amen. Is there anybody in this town that you see that needs saving? Not just their soul, but their body. Amen. Somebody that's on drugs. Somebody that their body is wasting away by disease. Disease or sickness, amen, God is calling you for a dream to touch somebody, to heal somebody, to help somebody up that can't help themselves. It's time to get back to the dream. I had the privilege of speaking, <laughs> preaching to, to uh, several hundred pastors in, in India, the Indian descent in India, West Africa and, and Canada, and and different places, Europe, and, and many of them, they don't have even a high school education, but they have a vision for that country, a vision for that country. Well, there, what is it? There's at least about a billion gods in that country, but they've got a vision about what the one God that we know about, what he can do. And you know what was told me? They said that, amen, that they're piling people up. I mean in the streets and burning them because of COVID. But that's not the only thing that's happening. There are people that are throwing their idols by the millions into the river because they have discovered that those gods don't work. But I know of a God that does work. And if you'll get a hold of his vision, amen, God will fill this place to capacity and go beyond even that. In the mighty name of Jesus. This is why the enemy seek to crush the dreamers by every means. Oh, Luke says it in chapter 18, verse 27, but he said the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. And when you have that dream, people can come against you. Sure, I'm sure that people have given up their dreams. I'm sure that they let somebody talk them out of their dreams. But my friend, when you have a strong dream of God, it's really hard for that to happen. Amen. Sometimes the very closest and even religious people can try to crush your dreams by their lack of vision and lack of faith. I read another story about a preacher that was traveling on the East Coast, visiting a Midwestern college. The bishop stayed with the college president, and he had these words to say to him that evening, Mr. President, the end of the world can't be very far, because just about everything about nature had been learned and discovered. He went on to say about every invention has been discovered and made. Now, this is before the invention of the plane. This is how long ago this man was uh, was saying these things. There are many discoveries. The college president said, but yet, but there are many discoveries to be made. And the bishop said, okay, what? The president of the college replied, in 50 years, men will be flying. Before one plane was made, somebody had a vision. Amen, can God find somebody like that before the ministry has started? Amen, it's easy to get on the gang and get into the ministry when it started. But, but can anybody get in there and have some vision, can see something about the future that God is wanting you to do? So he said, in 50 years men will be flying. Nonsense, said the bishop. Only angels can fly. The bishop had a limited view of life. I believe because he had a limited vision and a dream from God. I believe that maybe what he had was more natural than supernatural in his life. But the bishop had a limited view of that life. Bishop Wright had two sons that were men of vision and expectation. And their names were Orville and Wilbur Wright. Their dad's belief system said only angels of God can fly. He was, but which was surpassed by his two sons' expectation and greater vision. I don't care who's told you that your ministry cannot fly. If it is God's ministry, if it is God's appointment, if it is God's dream, if it is God that is involved, pray and believe God, and God will bring people into your life to help you accomplish the dream of God. If it's your dream it will fail. <laughs> or if it's your dream and it has some success, it'll look pretty bad. But my friend, don't let anybody, don't let anybody step on you because you're past. Don't let anybody try to take away your dream. You can't do that. When I when I told my my family that I was called to preach I'm talking about other than mom and dad. Amen. There's no way that a Lemons can preach the gospel. There's no way. It wasn't long. At 17, I was on the radio station preaching the gospel. There's no way that anybody, amen, this family loves to party too much. They love to sin too much. But you know what? My grandparents had a dream. And the Lord spoke to them. And even my mother, when she had got away from God, the Lord spoke to her and said that the son that you're going to have is going to preach the gospel one day. Amen. God gave her a dream even when she was in sin. And later she got saved. I'll tell you what, I thank God for parents that will have dreams. But most dreams aren't fulfilled the next day. If you don't have a personal dream from God, Maybe it's because you're a part of bringing someone else's to pass, like your pastor's. If you don't have your personal dream, well, Brother Lemons, I, I'm not going to start a Holy Roller ministry. I, 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 I'm too old to get into kids' ministry. I, I, I just haven't really had anything specific. And sometimes God loves that because sometimes when we get ourselves so directed in some area, we can't see other needs that is around us. But these men have a dream. And if you don't have one, you can get on the bandwagon with them and do whatever it takes to see that dream come to pass. I'm speaking to several tonight I know the the biggest part is not here, but I'm talking to the ones that maybe you need to talk to someone else about this and say, you know, I haven't had a direct dream of God like some people have, but I I tell you, my pastor gets up and preaches and he preaches hard and he sweats and he cries and and everybody else does and they talk about what God is wanting to do. But your pastor needs you. I like the story about the farmer that that he was there, and another farmer came by and said, wow, look look at the beautiful barn that you have painted. Look at the fields. Look at, look at everything that has come up. Man, man, it was a time that this, th- this place was a wasteland. And he said, yeah. And the guy said to him, said, man, look at what the Lord has done. And he said, yeah. He said, but you ought to saw it when the Lord didn't do any of this. I'm not saying that God is never involved, but God needs people. God needs people. You think this church is just sitting up here and everybody's going to come in on their own? Do you think, amen, that, that, that needs are going to be met by us just coming in and listening to a sermon and, and just going out and that's it? It don't work that way. Churches are not built that way. The kingdom, it's us taking the vision out from these walls. Amen. And and so the dreams need cooperation from others who see the bigger picture, such as Joseph. You see, Joseph didn't see himself as king or the leader. That wasn't the purpose of his dream. Let's read the scripture here. The Bible tells us here in Genesis 50 and 20, but as for you, and he's talking to his brethren now, but as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. His goal was not to receive the glory. And we know that he had a prominent position we know that he was blessed and blessed with all those years of being in prison and, and the pain and rejection and, and the lies that was told on him and, and the step down. He was thought he was going up the ladder. I'm getting close to my dream being fulfilled. And then he was slapped right down by a woman. Amen. That didn't know how to receive rejection. And so maybe tonight you've been slapped down. But God's saying it's time for you to get up. Because my calling is greater than anything that has come against you. Any power that has come against you. Any power that has come against you. Finally, some believers have overcommitted. Listen to this. Some believers have overcommitted to the work of the Lord and undercommitted to the Lord of the work. There are a lot of people that are working themselves to death. But the first thing that they ought to work is their mouth, as they need to get closer to God and in their relationship with God. Because we can get mixed up with our dreams. Our dreams can become our own. They can be what drives us and our own potential to write a book, to do this, to do that, and the other. Amen. To look at me. Amen. But when we look to God and say, God, Lord... You're a big God, so I ought to be dreaming big. I ought to be dreaming big because you're a big God. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. If that is so, Lord, I need to be really dreaming some dreams. And I need to be filling some souls that I have led to the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, that I've talked to about the Lord Jesus Christ. That I have not just talked to them about it, but I have showed them my life. I have showed them the light, amen, that shines out of my being. That's the devotion, and I know that I've got a little preachy tonight. But if someone could come to the music, I appreciate it.